everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? You know, Robbie, sometimes our memories of things are good uh, because we have blocked out the bad parts of them. This week is a lot like that, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I'll save my feelings and thoughts for later. Um, hi, guys. Before we begin, I just have news for uh, some brief news for next week. No episode next Sunday, next week. Both Matt and I will be traveling unable to record we'll be in uh continue as normal the week after so july 4th weekend the extended july 4th weekend we'll have no episode and then another new episode will be on july 14th so next episode july 14th keep that in mind we are brought to you by supporters on patreon you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpson show for only two dollars a month you get access to all of our bonus content we have a couple of people to thank matt all right uh sarah pulaski thank you sarah thank you sarah and Nick. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. This week's episode is Homer the Mo, episode C-A-B-F-20, originally aired November 18th, 2001, written by Dana Gould, the comedian. This is his first Simpsons episode. Oh, no wonder No wonder it starts out pretty well, and then uh, the details get a little, uh, well, there's muddy. a word that begins with F. Uh, yeah, muddy. We'll go with muddy. Muddy, Matt. That starts with M. It does. Those are both, I, both I, letters. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, the, one, the word I was going to go with starts with F and ends with E. So, you know, friendly. That's the word I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's friendly. That, yep, exactly. This episode directed by Jen Cameraman. Uh, original uh, the original broadcast was watched by 14.5 million viewers. Make it the most watched television show of its time slot that night. Night Episode received a 7.1 rating, 17 share among adult viewers between 1849 meaning it was seen by 7.1% of the population between ages of 18 and 49 and 17% of people in this demographic watching television at the time of its broadcast. Get all that, Matt? I did. Good thing I don't care. And or and it might it's probably not true because Nielsen takes an incredibly small amount of uh data and extrapolates it out to millions of people. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't expect them to have actual data. This is before the internet. I mean, they don't even they still use for TV ratings. They still use Nielsen boxes in like five thousand homes or whatever it is. It's not. I know it's just the weirdest thing. It ever. doesn't. It's never been accurate. I don't know why people suddenly. Oh well, it's five thousand people is supposed to equal a hundred million or however many people are watching television. But they're obviously a representative sample. That's not. It's impossible. It's too small. You're right. It is. That's why we're making fun of the Nielsen. <laughs> no. The chalkboard gag, a burp in a jar is not a science project. I mean, if you do something with that burp, possibly, but just the burp by itself, no, not a science project. Well, if you analyze it, see what's in there. Uh, that could be a, you know, child science fair project. Sure. For yeah, Bart, why not? Exactly. It's a 10 year old. We're not, I'm not looking for, for Jurassic Park or something. Uh, couch gag, family or football players that all jump on the ball. Uh, Maggie ends up with it and does a little touchdown dance, which is cute. I like it. Fairly original at this point. I like it's just Maggie. That's all that matters. It's Maggie being cute. I, I'll take it. Uh, this episode guest stars REM as themselves. I can name Michael Stipe. That's all the only REM member I can name. I believe there's another one named Mike, and uh, I think Eric was the other one. Uh, but I only know that from the episode itself when they said their names. Oh, you uh, you remembered things from this episode, huh? Uh, yeah, I did. I remember the, the parts I wanted to concentrate on, and I'm still trying to actively block out several parts, but those are the parts that made me the angriest, so it's kind of very hard. <laughs> uh, As you can tell from our notes, I poor Robbie, there are so many question marks and exclamation points in our notes that I just like, wow. I, it's, it's, 
I'll say this, Matt. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me being worn down by the Scully ears, or I had a little bit of extra caffeine this morning when I was watching it. I don't know. This doesn't seem as bad as it could be worse. I guess is actually is what I'm saying. It could be worse. It, it could be so much worse. But I feel like this episode starts off pretty well like we have a good idea of what's going on going on in this episode and there are just i think two parts where i'm just like what in the hell could they possibly have thought was funny about this and oh, i mean i don't find most of it funny i'm just saying that like comparatively it's not as bad as other scholars oh, no, i'm not episodes. disagreeing with you i'm just saying they had a plot with potential, which is probably the original script, and then they threw some jackassery in there that I'm just like, no, no, you ruined it. You absolutely ruined it. I, uh, I, well, yeah, it goes off the rails. It doesn't go off. I think that's the thing. It goes off the rails. It just doesn't go off the rails as many times as a normal skeleton. Or as far, yeah. Or as far, yeah. Uh, the episode begins with Bart absent from breakfast because he's digging a hole, and they spend a lot of time. They spend about three minutes, um, Figuring, trying to figure out why Bart is digging this hole. He's just digging a hole because he wants to dig a hole. Uh, we got Homer trying to figure out why he's digging a hole. Uh, he has Bart works his reverse psychology on him. He starts trying to dig his own hole, has a has a heart attack, and gets the machine, the katunka, the electronic, the electric shock machine. What do you call it? The fibrillators. AFD. There you go. Matt, oh, Matt's my science, my source on science. I'm also required to take a first aid class every year, so I'm well acquainted with those. Why? Because I work on construction sites fairly frequently. I know, but you have to... I I know lots of people work on construction sites. They never took any first aid classes. I work in a management position on a construction site, so I'm required to have CPR and first aid training. Okay. Um, So then we get Dr. Bob? Is that his name, really? I mean, he is literally in the episode for less than 20 seconds. I don't care what his name is. Okay, you wrote down Dr. Bob. I assume that's correct. Man. I'm not, I'm not, I don't remember him having a name. It is, it is. Okay, there's a, a psychiatrist, I guess, comes to talk to Bart. And then we switch perspective because we, and this is like two or three minutes of this. Bart just digging a hole and us swallowing along and trying to figure out what's going on. And then he starts, and Lisa starts talking about, she goes, oh, if you keep digging, you're going to dig to China. And then it switches perspectives to Chinese military who are watching him dig a hole and then suddenly there is a member of the military staff who is a big giant muscle man and he starts talking about how big and muscly he is and the other guys are angry about it and then and then and this is here Matt this is I guess the what when I say when I mentioned I'm being worn down by the Scullyers I think this mm-hmm. is a reference to that because normally this would probably drive me into a frothing rage because it's so dumb. But I just let it. I just let it pass by at this point. I'm just I, like, dude, I am right there with you. Like you're like, okay, this is the conceit for the episode: is that Homer is telling a story and it's goofy. And you know what? Let's just go with it. See where it goes. Uh, it's been so much worse. No one is being horrifically offensive here. Let's, there's no weird stereotypes about Chinese people. You know, honestly, it's it's halfway decent for a skull year episode so far. Yeah. So and it's and it's only like three minutes in that we uh, that we get, you know, it's actually relatively quick of a diversion of nothing before we get to a, a, a plot, which is Homer is telling all this as a story at Moe's. So all this preamble about Bart digging a hole and the Chinese military and Dr. Bob 
It's all a story that Homer is telling to Moe. Moe, in response, complains a little bit. Is this story going anywhere? Yes, eventually I become king of the Morlocks. But Morlocks are from the future. You calling me a liar? Wait a minute, Homer. If it's true, what about all the stuff you weren't around for? Yeah. How'd you know the Chinese were spying on you? Well, I just naturally assumed. That is the stupidest story I ever heard, and I've read the entire Sweet Valley High series. <laughs> I am sick of you drunks and your shaggy dog stories. Sorry, Shaggy. <laughs> oh, now I gotta go home to that. Thanks a lot. Oh, quit your belly aching, coffee boy. You're lucky I let you in here. Jeez, Mo, you've been a real crank lately. You take that back! Now, you see, that's what I'm talking about. You're always pointing that shotgun at us. And calling us dumbasses. Which we're so not. But can you blame me? Every day it's the same old routine. I serve you drinks, you yak on and on and on, and I never get one stinking tip. Maybe we'd tip you if you'd smile once in a while. Well, what do you call this? Uh, uh, yeah! Uh, she don't do that. Don't smile, how dare you? That's so offensive to me. So, Moe's upset. Moe has a shotgun, and he's pointing at people randomly, which is not inconsistent with how these, I'm literally in the last episode, he is stealing pants from Homer for no real reason. With the same shotgun. I guess. Uh, it doesn't make it any better, but this, at least, there's a, a reason for all of this, it feels like. It feels like, oh, it's going in a direction. It's for a plot reason. Mo is, 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 the episode is Homer the Mo. It is a Mo-ish episode, right? Right, right. Makes me feel a little bit better about him being antisocial or psychotic is like well maybe it's part of his arc so mo is complaining most upset he doesn't get appreciated as much as he wants the you know he gets a, he doesn't even you know barney's not even drinking anymore he's just bringing in a coffee into uh the, the bar so mo is faced with you know kind of a crisis a sort of uh about what to do with his, what to do with all this information about his you know his customers pushing him pushing back on his complaining and Mo decides to go back to bartending college. Ah, uh, who am I kidding? I ain't smiled for real since I nailed that rat with the ice pick. <laughs> Remember that? That was an amazing throw. Ah, uh, how did I lose my passion for the job? When I was in bartending school, I thought I had the world by the jigger. Hey, where'd that painting come from? Yeah, uh, I put this up recently, and it's a good thing I did, because it really illustrates my point. Yep, good old Swigmore you. Gee, uh, when you talk about that school... Your voice fills with, uh, what do you call it? Human feeling. Yeah, maybe you should, uh, what's the expression? Go back there. What's the word I'm searching for? Uh, yeah. A trip to the alma mater might really rekindle my love of getting people loaded. But who'll run the bar while you're gone? Ooh, ooh, pick me! Pick me! Lenny! Oh, pick me! I'm an urban Lenny! Look, I don't want to start a tinkling contest here. Or do I? Oh, don't look so proud. That was wind-assisted. And if anybody wants potato chips or anything fancy, tell them to go to hell. Can do. Now, don't you worry about a thing. (laughs) What are you doing? I gotta pay for that. No, Mo. You've got it all wrong. People buy beer from you. Uh, Look, I I gotta go. Ah. Ah. I thought you said you had to go. So, this is six minutes and fifteen seconds in. That's the end of Act One. That's in. It w- looks like a plot. It looks like it's I mean, a, it, it looks like a direction of like Mo's upset. 
He's going back to school, leaving Homer in charge. That's something. That looks like, hey, A plot, B plot. It looks like a structure. It does. It does. And it is. We've actually seen something similar to this before uh, when Mo turned his restaurant into a family restaurant. And um, I want to say there's one more. And obviously the, the, the obvious parallel is Flaming Mo's. Uh, but we'll get to that. Anyway, uh, when we come back from commercial, uh, we get a whole bunch of bartending college jokes because this is a, a mix of an actual bartending college. Uh, and, and, you know, a, a large Ivy League university, except the gates are, you know, the, the you know, old West saloon uh, gates going into a bar. And, you know, the big clock tower is always five o'clock. Uh, so, you know, just real quick visual jokes. Um, we then go back to the bar where Homer is a lot more lenient than Mo. Uh, he lets Lenny bring in outside food and he immediately makes a mess. Uh, he cleans the black and white TV, which turns out is color because Mo never cleaned it. Gross. Uh, and then... Uh, Homer turns on the jukebox. They dance on the bar, a la Coyote Ugly, uh, which turns into a slow dance. And then when Homer goes to hit the jukebox, you know, like Fonzie does, he causes himself to hemorrhage from the hand because that's what happens when you break glass. And I actually really appreciated something that never happens in the Scully years. There are consequences because Homer loses so much blood that he passes out. This is not permanent, obviously. There's not no huge consequences, but at least it shows that when somebody gets hurt, they stay that way for at least a little while. So, you know, thumbs up for that, finally. Mm. It's progress. I'm sure we'll eventually get back to the part where we're hurting yourself. It lasts a little longer I mean, than a few seconds. I, I, Matt, if you want to talk about real consequences, Homer couldn't break glass with his hand. Well, that's true. Glass is re- remarkably resilient, uh, despite what you see on television and movies. Uh, but yes. Uh, at this point, we go back to Mo, uh, who is popped into a, a class at the bartending university where everyone is on bar stools. And in a lecture at bartending college, he's asking, you know, questions about what's in a cocktail, which I'm pretty sure most people learn from a book that uh, costs four dollars at your local bookstore or on Amazon these days. Uh, but of course, this giant auditorium full of, you know, a hundred something children essentially has no idea and it's up to mo who knows nothing about cocktails or wine or anything as has been established uh to let them know that a cosmopolitan is made with cranberry juice and not grenadine which sure mo knows how to make cocktails because he's a, he's a great bartender all of a sudden i again uh, it's uh, it, uh, i don't know it's not that this can't the way the what they choose to do with the episode, this I mean him going back to college. How long is he, it? Lasts what? Four minutes? He's back in Not Springfield. Not very long, thankfully. Yeah. By the time, like it's and that's like it's just entirely surface level. There is not. This is not Homer goes to college. Uh, this is not. It is. It, this is. This is like a four minutes of Mo showing up at college. Them doing using some tropes from college movies and then him leaving the college again and going back to Springfield. So I don't know. Like, it's fine. It's not meant to be anything. Right. But it's just weird that it's changed in most characterizations. That's the only thing I wanted to Matt, Matt, is he killing anyone? Not yet. Is he beating anyone to death? Is he like, you know, he's not pulling shotguns out of the college. Frankly, him having knowledge about, he doesn't pull any shotguns out the rest of this episode. Um, it's actually the the opposite he gets shot at um him knowing how to make a drink is a better alternative to me than the 
other thing is him becoming a sociopath, which is generally the default way to characterize any character in the Scully era is just to make them a crazy person who has no human emotion. So when it's just, oh, the change is, oh, Mo knows how to make a drink. Okay, maybe he boned up before he went back to school because he knew he was going to talk to his old professor. Fair enough. I mean, so, we're already uh, buying. This- also, man, we're buying into the conceit that there is a bartending college. Bartending, co- bartending college, I think, is like what a two night course most of the time, or whatever it is. Like you take a couple classes, and yeah. they teach you here's how to shake a drink, here's how to mix it with ice without ice, here's what all the words mean, here's how to here's recipes for the most common drinks, and then you get a, a you get certification from some some phony baloney school. Yeah, in most cases, you don't even bother to do that. You just learn on the job. Exactly. So, whatever. Yeah. So, we're going to get past that. Uh, We're going to go back to Homer, uh, who has gotten his first prank call from Bart. Yellow? Uh, Yeah, I'd like to speak to a Mr. Tabooger. First name, Ollie. Oh, Bart, my first prank call. What do I do? Just ask if anyone knows Ollie Tabooger. I don't get it. Yell out, I'll eat a booger. What's the gag? Oh, forget it. For once, we have Homer thinking too hard about something rather than just repeating what he's told to say, which would have made the gag work a lot better for him. But, oh, well. Uh, then we go back to Bo talking to his old professor. Uh, and his old professor says that, oh, uh, we'll describe your bar. And obviously, Mo's is a, a pit. And so he says, oh, well, obviously, the problem is that you, you, you don't respect your bar. Therefore, you know, no one wants to go there. And it's just a downward spiral. Then we get to... The most confusing part of this episode, or maybe it's just infuriating, uh, where Mo finds out that uh, his professor is dying from cancer, uh, and Mo obviously can't cure cancer. So the professor just walks into the lake with all of his clothes on, and we see bubbles come up for a little bit and then stop. Of course, it takes Mo a while to realize what has happened, but then he just kind of wanders off. And I'm assuming this is supposed to be a joke, but I, I, I no. Just, just no. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it is, a, it is a, you know, it's a parody of serious dramas involving, you know, set in college campuses with usually professors as the lead characters and one or, you know, other serious dramas where people are like, oh, I'm going to commit a noble suicide rather than dying a slow death to some illness. But it just comes off as in- inexplicable here. Frankly, Matt. I'm going to be as cynical as possible and say the only reason they kill him here is because they wanted him to talk to Mo later as a ghost. Yeah. As a ghost. <laughs> I yeah. Think that's, it's just, uh, I think that's the so only, awful. I think that's the only reason I think they wanted, I think they came up with, they needed a plot reason for, I mean, you don't need to hit. He could just be in Mo's imagination for all. It doesn't matter. Uh, they made that joke before about you're, this is not, I am not, you know, this is only a memory. I can't give you any new information. Uh, so I don't know. It's not. I don't. It's not funny, and it is kind of weird. Uh, but it, it it doesn't offend me, and I think that's what most of this episode is, where it's inexplicable and strange, and not necessarily funny, but it's not offensive. Mostly, I don't know. I, I, a, a character with a terminal disease taking their own life for the purpose of a gag just Matt, strikes me Matt, as hey, wrong. Matt, at all. I don't. Here, it could be worse. 
Oh, you're you're so right, but oh, it could be worse. Anyway, it, they've done worse, and they do on. they do worse they later on in this episode. It's there's worse. So I don't. This is a fictional character that we know we've known for literally thirty seconds. I don't care. They don't. They don't. They're not real. They don't matter. They're not a real character. You know, it's just like. I don't. I can't be if if it was a Simpsons character that I cared about doing this, and then the next scene they show up again, and we pretend it didn't happen. Okay, then at least it's consistent. He's dead later on too. He never mattered in the first place. Eh. So yeah, uh, we're gonna move on past this and get to the rest of the weird things. This is where uh, the actual plot develops in the in the, the show. I feel like uh, yes. we're gonna get to where it goes off the rails a little later. So yes, uh, so Mo goes back to the bar. Uh, Homer finds the next morning uh, with Mo and a you know series of contractors tearing the bar apart. Uh, Homer, of course, attacks Mo, thinking he's a teen or a rowdy teen who is messing at the bar. But uh, you know. Whatever Homer eventually realizes that it is Mo, uh, and that Mo has hired a designer named Formico, uh, who is very mean to Homer. Of course, Homer being Homer, he doesn't realize that he's being condescended to. So, haha. Uh, and then Homer goes back to his family. He's sad that he doesn't have the chance to be a bartender anymore because he's really enjoying it. He, you know, does the whole leave the bottle thing with Bart. He gives Lisa a cigarette, which gross. And uh, he tells Maggie that she can't sleep there, that she has to go somewhere else. So, you know, all those bartendery tropes. But that's okay uh, because uh, the next night they go to Moe's new bar, which is open incredibly quickly. Uh, It is now called M. Uh, There is an incredibly long line. However, this time, Unlike, uh, I believe, Fleming Moe's, uh, where Moe didn't uh, leave a, a spot at Homer for the door, uh, Moe lets in his old regulars, uh, you know, Lenny, Carl, Homer, and Barney, get right in. They get to skip the line and be mean to the bartender. Uh, it's at this point where we get a very long tour uh, of, of what's going on at the bar and it sets up the actual conflict of this episode. So this is kind of a long clip, but hang in there. Welcome to M. Ha. <laughs> So, what are you thinking of, New Joint? Oh, this place looks like it's from the not-too-distant future. Yeah, you like it, Homer? Um, the rabbits are cute. Yeah, that one ain't moving. Uh, change number seven. I don't get all this eyeball stuff. Uh, what are they supposed to represent? Uh, eyeballs? It's Pomo. Postmodern. Yeah, all right. Weird for the sake of weird. Oh. oh. Where are the bar stools? Up there. Ain't it trippy? Uh, whatever. Just give me a duff. Oh, we don't serve duff no more. We got a Malaysian beer that's better than duff. It's made out of soy sauce. Uh, whatever. Just give me a duff. Hey, Formico, uh, say hello to my beloved regulars. Oh, hello. Mo, would you like to meet some attractive young models? Models? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Look cool. Wait a minute. You're all from Russia? Duh! And you really think I'm attractive, huh? Duh! Oh, what's so great about this oxygen bar? Yeah, I think I'm getting a bend. Oh, uh, Lenny, stand on my chest. I'm trapped. This is creative design run amok. That's it. I'm going to tell Mo exactly what I think of his... After Chernobyl, my penis is falling off. And penis is Russian for... Well, we want our bar back. Yeah, this place is crazy. All these beautiful people make us feel like losers. Yeah, you'd be having a great time if you'd stayed in your dark spot. Oh, so you're ashamed of it. Well, you've turned into a big phony. Hey, 
Nobody calls Mo St. Cool a phony. All of this yelling is taking a VMA horny. Is it? Oh, well, that's it. That's Dagmar, Julian. Throw this bum out. I'll throw myself out, thank you. I believe I had a hat. Suckers! <laughs> so, yes, uh, as you can see, things start out okay, uh, but the, the regulars uh, cannot handle the new Moes. So, basically, they uh, Homer especially... Uh, just gets up and you know, starts a fight with Mo, and then gets kicked out because he's basically being a jerk, essentially. Uh, and that's actually how we end the act. Robbie, I, I'm sensing size. Uh, is there something you'd like to tell us? Nah, I mean we're okay. 14 minutes in, 14 minutes, five seconds in. We go to we go to Act Three, and Act Three has it's really up until about halfway point where it suddenly stops making any sense at all. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before, Matt. Matt, the mm-hmm. Mike Scullier has a third act that falls apart into nothingness. What? I never would have guessed. Where sometimes it falls apart much earlier than this. Usually, even, I would say. Usually the episodes start falling apart before Act 3. Usually it's just the worst is in Act 3. Uh, this is... Suddenly turns into a Homer episode. Really. I guess it turns well, yeah, into it, it, it was Mo, and then you know I don't know. It, M- Homer gets a lot of a lot more time in Act Three, and Mo is in the back burner for the most of it, and then, then re- their relationship becomes the focal point. I don't know why it like I like the the Homer centric Homer centrism of the Scully years is in full effect here. Because it feels like this is a Mo episode. It's a Mo opening up a new bar. And then Mo realizing that, and like that does happen, but there's also a lot about Homer in this. And th- we're going to, when we get to the hunting. Um, okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. So Homer decides, because he's angry at Mo for changing what Mo's is, that he's going to open his own bar in his garage. And. We see this entire process. I don't know why all the and also there's a bunch of this preamble of him setting up the bar. Like, I don't know why it's here, but included in all of this is us discovering that Homer has invented AI. Running a bar is a full time job, and you don't even do your full time job. But when I'm passionate about something, I see it through to the end. Father, give me legs. Father. Homer has a robot without legs mm-hmm. under a box in his garage that thinks that Homer is his father. Well, everyone knows that walking is the hard part of robots, so obviously Homer gave up when it got too difficult. You're angry about Mo knowing how to make a drink, Matt earlier i know i i forgot about this i i put this out of my mind so many times and you keep bringing it back robbie why why do you have to remind i me? just go that's the thing like mo, mo knowing how to make a single cocktail okay homer making up a robot that understands familiar relationships and 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 wants homer's approval a sapient robot without legs that homer just throws into the street and we just get a brush it aside who cares um so mo at is at at M, and has find himself having trouble connecting to his new customers. They talk about stuff he doesn't understand. Uh, 
they don't like what he likes. He can't just have a casual conversation with them. And that leads, as we mentioned, to him talking to the ghost of his professor. Uh, I'm glad you ain't around to see what a mess I made. Oh, but I am. What? You've discarded your loyal regulars for a mob of soulless snobs. Well, at least the tips are good. Are they, Mo? Take a look. Oh! <laughs> hey, why are you mocking me? We're friends. Oh, right. Sorry. I won't drink it both. Homer's old garage is all I need. I won't drink it both. Because Mo's a big jerk and a female, too. That calls for another beer. I keep. I thought this was going to be your bar. It's a family bar, right, kids? Can we go to bed now? As soon as you finish cutting up those lemons. But you're not even using them. She's so sweepy. She doesn't know what she's saying. <laughs> Remember I was talking about how, oh, nothing, at least they're all being kind to each other for the most part, Matt? Until we got to here. Until we, that, yeah. uh, when we get here. So uh, a, 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 now we have a streak going of transgender jokes. So that's great. Using slurs against people. That's nice. Um, yep. For no reason. Uh, as well, I should add. No reason. Um, just just have it. Oh, it's probably because they think it's funny. Um, Homer using his children as slave labor in a bar that really only serves his immediate friends. So it's not really a bar. It's not really a bar. It's just his house and he gives beers to his friends. Right. And that's obvious to us watching. There's not really... The bar, in, would it, to me, means... A lot of people, other people are there. Other, like, barflies that we don't, you know, the unnamed barflies should be there as well. Maybe he's actually taking, he's making money, not just using his children to cut up lemons that no one uses. To make this, but they're not interested in reality. They're not interested in anything, really. Telling, They're not interested in telling a story, because the story is kind of falling apart as we as we see. Uh, they're just singing songs about Mo, blah, 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 blah. Mo's talking to a ghost that is devolving into like villainous laughter vincent price laughter for some reason there's no reason none of, there's no reason for any of this a guy laughing as a villain villainously for no reason is not a joke i need i i feel like i every episode now i'm explaining like how this is not these aren't jokes i like, believe you are i mean this is probably the 10th episode in a row <sighs> it's just so frustrating so mo it misses his he misses regular mo's he doesn't want to be at M anymore. He misses his, the normal customers. So he goes to check out uh, what Homer's up to. What Homer and the guys are up to. Uh, and they discover, uh, he discovers about the bar. And REM's there as well. Michael, are you sure these guys are millionaires? Come on, would a poor person have a bar in his garage? Hey guys, stand around me. I can't go with Lenny watching. So, gotta pee, huh? Oh, forget it. What the... You can't open your own bar. Seems to me I already did. But it's illegal. You you can't run a bar in a private residence. Bar? I see no bar. This is a hunting club, which is permitted by state law to serve beverages of a refreshing nature. Hunting club? You lied to us. <laughs> ah! Michael, no! That's not the REM way. You're right. Let's recycle those shards and get out of here. Uh, the thing with the 
Ah, here we go. It also says a licensed hunting club must actively engage in the sport of hunting. Which I'll be doing tomorrow morning, smart guy. Hunting? Dad, no! Lemons. Oh, boy. Here's where we go way, way, way off the rails. Yeah, it, it, it's really the last three minutes where you go, why did they do this? How does this make any sense? It doesn't wrap up anything. It doesn't make any sense. It's nothing to do with a bar. It has nothing to do. What? What is? Why is? So it is turned into Mo is angry at Homer because he opened up a you know, a hunting club, and is serving drinks, which, one, it's no different than him and his buddies drinking in their garage. That's not a bar. If me and my buddies sit in a garage and drink, that is also not a bar. I'm serving them alcohol, I, but I'm not charging them for it. Are you telling me that Lenny and Carl and Barney are paying Homer for their drinks? I mean, it's possible. I mean, I always made them bring their own drinks, personally. I don't see. I, it just doesn't ma- like none of it matters. And if it doesn't matter, then why do it in the first place? That's a purpose. There should be a reason you choose to have Homer do a hunt, have it be a, an hunting club instead of not. And then it goes to them. Literally, Mo following Homer hunting for some reason. Why, Matt? Why? Can you explain to me? No, no, I, I, whatever it is, no, I can't because this makes no damn sense whatsoever. I don't know why. Like, Homer goes hunting and then Mo follows him. Why does Mo follow him? I don't understand why. Like, they, and then Lisa is there to also stop him from hunt, from hunting, and he's only hunting by himself. Like, why? I mean, honestly, I, I would not think Homer would have the capability of killing anything because he's so stupid. I'm, I don't know why they think he would be able to do that. He doesn't even know what a turkey looks like. He sees a, he yeah. sees a turkey. He doesn't know what a turkey is. Uh, and then he shoots a human shaped uh, a human shape later on, which is Mo. But like, that's what happens. He goes hunting. Mo's in cam. Why is Mo's in camouflage? Lisa is not. Um, so Homer's going to go kill a turkey. But I don't know why Mo is. Why is Mo there? It's to what? To make sure that Homer is actually hunting so he can catch him. You know, if he catches him not hunting, then he can sh- shut down the hunting club. Like, why is he doing this? Isn't this about Mo wanting to get back to his roots? I guess I, he wants Homer back at this point. So uh, the best I can say is that uh, he thinks that by stopping Homer from killing something, Homer will realize what's wrong. I don't know. This makes no sense. It makes no sense. All it would take is Mo literally opening up Mo's again and having like an earnest uh, an earnest appeal to Homer about, hey, I miss you guys at the bar. Could you come back? And then you end with Homer's like, yeah, but and then he makes Mo do something embarrassing or something, or they all have free beer at Mo's for a while, and Mo complains about it. Like it's easy, it's that easy, guys. Why are they hunting? Why did they go hunting? It's so dumb. It's so dumb. So Homer, they go hunting. Mo, Homer goes hunting. Mo is in the bushes has a cougar call, and then a Homer shoots him in the leg. With a high-powered rifle, I assume. Yep. Let's, uh, I guess we say, let's hope that uh, he missed an artery, which, I mean, Mo's still alive, so I have to assume that, yes, he missed the, the very large arteries that are in your leg. I don't know. Like, I'm not even thinking about, like, how rational it is that Mo somehow survived getting shot in the leg with a high-powered rifle. Whatever. Doesn't matter, because they don't they don't care, Matt. They don't care. They, they're just like, poo, we need an ending. Um, yeah. So they go hunting, Mo comes back, and then, this is another... They... Okay. 
they are suddenly they're back at Moe's. It's explained over. I would make this clear because you can't be able to hear, hear this, but it's explained over voice voiceover over a still shot, establishing shot of Moe's that contractors changed the bar back real quick. And then they're all inside eating Thanksgiving dinner. I'm sorry I shot you, Mo. Nah, that's okay. It's like my dad always said. Eventually, everybody gets shot. Oh, I'm glad you two are friends again, so we can all have Thanksgiving dinner together in this bar. Hey, who invited the hippies? I did. You owe R.E.M. an apology for eco-fraud. All right, I'm sorry. But I will not save the rainforest. Good enough. Let's eat. And we should all be thankful to Michael, Peter, and Mike for supplying this beautiful turkey made entirely of tofu. Tofu and gluten. I'm thankful I ate before I came. Oh, come on, Bart. Smell those curds. Mmm, <laughs> curds. And I'm thankful I get to spend Thanksgiving with my family, these alternative rockers, and my favorite bartender. Ah, here you go, pal. And here you go. No. You don't you don't get that. You don't you haven't earned that. Nope. 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 It's a nice ending. You haven't earned it, Simpsons. You didn't do the work. You don't get to like you don't get to have an ending where Homer drops a dollar in the tip jar and then Mo rings a bell and everyone's happy. Why is it Thanksgiving? Because it's near Thanksgiving? You haven't mentioned Thanksgiving once in this entire episode. You don't just get to say it's Thanksgiving. You don't, you have to you have to it's, you have to say it. You mentioned it one time early in the episode. You establish things for your audience. Simple. Simple things like that. You have one character mention. Oh, it's going to be Thanksgiving soon. Or you have Mo when he's sad and feeling lonely. He's like, blah, blah, blah about Thanksgiving. I don't want to be lonely at Thanksgiving, etc., etc. Anything to establish. You don't just drop it into the laps of your audience because it aired on near before Thanksgiving originally, which is it's weeks before Thanksgiving, to be clear. This is not like it's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. You haven't earned it. And why, Matt? Maybe mm-hmm. I missed maybe I missed something in this episode. Maybe I wasn't paying enough close enough attention. Homer is going hunting to establish the fact that his hunting club is legal so that he can legally dispense alcohol there. Right? I mean, yes. Okay. That's, that's accurate to the episode. Mo follows Homer hunting, so which I, I don't know really why, but I ostensibly in this episode so that he can ruin Homer's hunting so that Homer has to close the hunting club and go back to Moe's, right? Yep. And what happens is, spell this out, Homer sees a turkey, is about to shoot it. Moe has a, a little uh, noisemaker that makes the sound of a puma, a cougar. Mm-hmm. Scares the turkey away. Homer turns, shoots Mo in the leg. Literally, we jump to them at the bar, and Mo and Mo going. I'm glad everyone's back at Mo's together for Thanksgiving. Homer is glad that he has his favorite bartender back, and he gives him a dollar. What? That's uh, that's where we're at in this episode. Like I said, I remember this episode. I remember the first part of this episode and the part where Mo's Mo, uh, becomes M. That's where I stopped 
And then uh, as I was watching the episode, I'm like, wow, there's there's so much time. Oh, that's right. This episode gets terrible. Guys, you don't. How does Homer shooting Moe lead to him back at Moe's with the family eating a Thanksgiving dinner with R.E.M.? Like, how? You have you can't just jump to that because you ran out of time because you had to have three minutes of bark digging at the beginning of the episode. You don't just get to jump there. It doesn't make any sense. Why did Homer close his hunting club? Because he shot Mo? What kind of sense does that make? Did you even think about it once? Like, literally, one, like, you don't have to be a genius to realize this doesn't make any sense. Nope. You, you look, you don't, they go hunting, Mo gets shot, and then they're at Thanksgiving dinner. What? What? What is this, Matt? What is going on? It's the same crap we've been going over for a season now. I, I, frankly, I have no idea why you're surprised. It's just, it's bad. It should feel bad, and we just need to hurry and get past it. I, I know, but I'm not really surprised. I'm surprised by it, Matt, because this is a primetime television show with the legacy of being the one of the best television shows ever. And this is like crap, like a first, listen, this is like a freshman year creative writing student doesn't even do this, all right? This is get an F if they did this. I that's what I mean. Like it's this is the simplest thing. The hard thing is making it funny. The easy thing is having a a simple plot structure where things make sense. It's not complicated. Homer, Homer and Mo Mo doesn't want to be a bartender anymore. He goes to college to recapture his joy. He finds figures out what's wrong with the bar, comes back, fixes it, realizes he doesn't like what he fixed. He doesn't, he liked, actually, he, it, the grass is always greener, etc., etc. Realizes he wants his old bar back with his old customers. Realizes his old customers have moved on. And here's what the thing that makes common sense that anyone could come up with. Mo does something to win him back. He goes to some great length, something good and wholesome, not getting shot. He goes, you know, Mo goes, what? You know, he makes some grand effort to win back Homer and the boys. Homer and the boys realize Mo loves them and wants them back as customers, and they go back to old Mo's, and we end with them being happy and tipping Mo a dollar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. I, that literally is just now. Like I didn't think about this. I didn't outline that. I didn't spend a day toiling over like writing software or a big whiteboard with little pieces of little uh, three by five cards and rearrange them in all kinds of order to make it make sense. It's the simple. That's the easy part. You start with that, and then you put the jokes in there. Isn't it funny this happened? And then that you write a joke about R.E.M. being in Homer's garage. You make a joke about this and that and that. And then it all makes sense, and all the characters have proper motivation, and it's funny. And suddenly it acts like it's a Simpsons episode again. It's just all, it's so crazy to me that this happened. You know? That this is what happened to the Simpsons. How long ago? We were, it wasn't that long ago, Matt. We were talking about how amazing the Simpsons was. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then a few years go by, and they can't they can't even tie their shoes. They they went through the 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 they went through the the crayon in the nose surgery, like Homer. <laughs> someone someone took the Simpsons. Mo took the Simpsons, laid them down on a on a door, a pool table, and hammered a crayon into their brain. Luckily, the skull ears are almost over, and we get Al Jean. And Al Jean yanks that crayon about halfway out. So. About halfway up. That is a good way of putting it. And at this point, I'm dying for that to finally get here. Yeah, we're getting closer. Um, 
Anything you want to add about this episode, Matt? No, no. Uh, you may have fond memories of the episode like I did. Don't watch it again. It's bad. Just, just no. Yeah, if if you haven't if you haven't watched it yet, uh, you don't really need to. We'll rank it at the end of the show. Uh, no submissions for my favorite episode. I don't think this episode's broken, despite all my anger. It it's honestly better than a lot of Scullier episodes because it makes sense most of the way, for the most part, until we get to the end. Yeah, exactly. It makes mostly makes sense, and then it just falls apart. It just runs out of track. Very, it's and in some ways, Matt, that's even more frustrating. Well, yeah, because you see a, the potential for a good episode, and you're like, why? Why did you have to ruin it? But they did. <laughs> yes. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments on the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments on the news group is where I come through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group, see where people are talking about the week or two after an episode debuted, what they thought of the episode, what the reviews were at the time. All right. You ready, Matt? Oh, dear. I, I hope so. You might be surprised. All right. Uh, first, not bad, but I'm somewhat disappointed. Not because it was poor or too goofy, but the name was false advertising. It should have been called The New Moes or something. Why does Homer have to get top billing if this plot if his plot takes up just one act? Still, some good jukes, some good jukes, some good jokes, and the Dead Poet Society type professor let me give it seven thumbs up or a B plus. Uh, the next one. Wow. All I can say is that this episode has to be on my top ten list of worst Simpsons episodes. The episode totally lacked plot coherency, which would have been okay if the jokes were funny. Alas, I had only about four good laughs during the entire episode and maybe a few chuckles. I still don't understand the part about Moe's teacher walking into the water. And was it supposed to be funny? I don't get it. On the plus side, Homer did get another new job. Deep sarcasm. Uh, note to the writers, please do entire Simpsons Family episodes and stop concentrating on Homer and Bart. D minus. Whoa. And finally, tonight's episode was almost completely unwatchable. I can't believe the show has fallen so far under Mike Scully. Pointless slapstick and violence, loads of vulgar humor, and pointless celebrity appearances do not a good episode make. The opening with Bart digging a hole was far more interesting than the rest of the episode, yet seemed just to be time filler when it ended up being just Homer's crazy story. The show was a collection of unrelated scenes and unfunny gags. Suicide, ghost visits, crotch jokes, dead rabbits, and Homer shooting Moe are not funny, in my opinion. F. Wow. All right. Someone who finally agrees with us. It's yep. good to know they were there. Yep. I mean, there's a reason why this was the beginning the beginning of the bleeding. Man, the the there was there's 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 this uh, weird weird uh thought that somehow uh, no, the ratings were still good under the Scully years. No, actually we talked about it like a when it first happened, but the ratings just changed how they calculated the viewers. Instead of viewing households, they went to mu- to, to to amount of people watching instead of households. And if you kept it under the old rating scale, uh, in the old Nielsen rating scale, they went down and they started going down precipitously under Mike Scully. The Shocking. it started here. This is and it just kept going, you know. And some of it is just people having less television, but it's not that big a drop off. It it people stop watching here and they never came back, which is what happens when something's very bad. They go, why am I watching this? Why on earth? You know, and those people, those people who stopped watching at this point, they're not going to go on the news groups and post reviews. They're not going to talk about the show at all. They're going to do what a healthy person does. They're going to move on, watch something else on their Sunday nights or go watch the the, go- the good years on on, uh, on syndication. 
which is what I'm, I know a lot of people did. That's a lot of what our listeners did. I we get every time we get people talking about, oh, I stopped watching, you know, season 13, 14, 15, right around here. They go, Why am I watching this? I'm not, it's not enjoyable anymore. I'm just punishing myself, you know? So pretty much it's it, like you said, it's all downhill from here. So when you're, we get reviews and, you know, some weeks we get reviews for these bad episodes where they're all relatively positive. That's because most of the people who hate it stopped watching. And they went, well, I don't need it. Why am I posting about this on the internet? I don't care. And this was before the internet was so, it's not like, oh, I could just jump to my, the sub, the Simpsons subreddit and start like talking about the Simpsons so easily, or I could find and watch it so easily. You had to tune in on Sunday night to watch it. There was, there's no way to watch it otherwise. You know, there wasn't a way to buy it on iTunes or pirate it somewhere. You had to, you had to work for it and people just stopped. Um, not much else on the news group, Matt, because this episode doesn't have a lot of stuff to talk about, frankly. Thank goodness. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It is time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is what is a one-off character you'd bring back? Lots of great answers. Uh, I will be, uh, tell you right up front. Lots of Hank Scorpios. <laughs> Which one least likely to actually come back? Uh, I would mm, least likely. I don't think they're ever getting a Dustin Hoffman again, Matt. Well, that's true. Dustin Hoffman, uh, Meryl Streep. Uh... I think Howard Brooks might, could possibly come back. Wow, all right. For a, I don't think he'll play Hank Scorpio, but oh, yeah. I do think he he would he could come back. Um, first up from Lauren is Mr. Mr. Bergstrom. He's charming, a good role model, and he's voiced by Dustin Hoffman. Although he's been in the background, I'd love for him to star in another episode, especially if there's a touching Homer and Lisa moment. Uh, Phil, Jessica Lovejoy. I always found the Lovejoys interesting, and the fact they have a daughter is not, that is only explored for one episode is just not enough. It's not like Meryl Streep is busy these days, right? No, <laughs> of course not. Andrew, uh, Andrew's answer, well, he's a two-off, actually, but I've always thought the show would benefit from Homer having a brother in his life like her. He's just a fascinating character, imbued with Danny DeVito's manic energy. I would love to see him become a semi-regular who alternates between getting frustrated with Homer and trying to guide him with some tough love advice. Plus, it'd be interesting to see his dynamic with Abe as well. Just no more bankrupting him, please. From Brian, I hate to be super basic, but the obvious answer is Hank Scorpio, right? I would kill to see Hank again and see what other diabolical schemes he's got up his sleeve. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Hank Scorpio. Uh, Andy, Mr. Bertram, or Rex Banner, having either one back would be great. Uh, Jeannie's answer is simply Carl. That's, uh, Carl with a K. Yeah. Uh, from Simpson. Although Delilah. I would like more with regular Carl as well. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, from Sean, her pal, I need the finish of the story arc here. Uh, from Eric, guy incognito. No matter how many times I see Homer walk by his unconscious body, I can't stop laughing. We need to learn his backstory. He's my exact double. <laughs> dog with a funny tail uh john handsome pete and something more than his multiple background cameos uh from danny at whoosh danny h just do a two-part episode basically doing the simpsons movie condensed with hank scorpio um zach zach Kowalski, carl from simpson delilah always thought it was a missed opportunity to not use that character in the classic era at least one more time uh, lauren at elkhamby 88 fred quimby running against diamond joe for a new mayor a mayoral election could be interesting but let's be honest we all want more hank scorpio uh, James at James Warwick. He's going to say Kirk's boss of the Cracker Factory, but Phil appearing again would taint his brilliant appearance. So I've gone with Senor Ding Dong. Love to know more yeah. of his backstory, how he came to Springfield, and if he, if he ever got his car to start again. Uh, finally, from Dark Simpsons at Dark Simpsons.com. 
I was going to say Frank Grimes, but they brought him back in one of the newer Halloween specials and pretty much ruined it. I think a Laura Powers return has potential to make a good episode. It's true. I think Laura Powers wouldn't be good. Mm-hmm. Matt, what's your answer? Uh, I'm going to say Carl, uh, although the I didn't think about Laura Powers until uh, uh, Dark Simpsons there mentioned it, and that's a great one. I think she was a very interesting character that could come back uh, as like a foil to Jimbo kind of thing. Uh, but I think Carl was a very interesting character. Uh, Harvey Firestein's still around, last I checked, uh, and is is fantastic at pretty much everything he does. I, I think he could make a, a good return to Springfield in a very interesting way. I mean, I can think of probably a half dozen different ways he could be, you know, one more episode in, essentially. Yeah, I would, I'm going to cheat a little bit and say L- Ruth and Laura. Yeah, that's I, true, because Ruth I, has been back quite a few times, but never in a big role like she was in her first one. No, she's just kind of been very minor, small parts. I want her. I I would like to her to come back or be a reoccurring, frankly, be a reoccurring character and have give Marge a friend, a reoccurring Marge friend. I mean, they don't need they 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 never given Marge a re- really reoccurring like they she's hung she hangs out with her sisters and I don't know I think her and Laura could give more grist for the mill. There's still plenty of stories there you could explore. Um, next week's question. What is your favorite moment in Moe's? Favorite moment that takes place inside of Moe's. Um, a little tricky there. Got to think about it a little bit. Post this question on all our social media. Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Show Pod. On Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. And you can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matt. It is once again time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The no-go trivia challenges are men. I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. I have a one-point lead so far in this season because I am S-M-R-T. And it absolutely will not be erased immediately by this episode's trivia segment. Oh, really? Well, no, definitely that's... not. Absolutely not, Matt. I'm never not right. immediately going to see the, 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 the lead to you. It's impossible. It's very possible. Mm-hmm. You ready for an easy question? Yes, we'll see. I'm ready. Uh, these are all from Moaning Lisa. Oh, God. you! All right. Definitely not going to be this episode. Mm-hmm. We'll see. What musician mentors Lisa? Uh, that'd be Bleeding Gums Murphy. That's correct. Your questions this week are all from what Wild Barts Can't Be Broken. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, your easy question. Who is on the billboard the kids have to wash once they get caught? <laughs> Huh? Uh, Wiggum? You're correct. Oh, that was... I was not confident in that answer, Matt. I don't know if you could tell. Uh, your medium question. What song is Bleeding Gums playing initially that gets Lisa's attention? Oh, um... I know this. I know this. Okay, maybe I don't know this. Um... (laughs) Isn't it the Broken Neck Blues? I'm sorry, Matt. Dang. It is the I never had an Italian suit blues. That's what. Uh, yeah, yeah. OK, I gotcha. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Your medium question. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the radio show the kids put on to get back at the adults? Oh, God. I mean, I just like to say that uh, I get the allure of wearing an Italian suit, uh, having recently purchased a suit and how incredibly nice and expensive they are. Um, Something about secrets i think it's something about a secret something something secrets secret something 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 secrets um secrets 
We know all we know all your secrets. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Damn, you're 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 on fire the past two weeks. Is that the name of the show, really? That is the name of the show. I, Matt, I think all my bad luck from years of this are rolling around. Rolling mm-hmm. around. I don't know if it's luck or I'm just uh, apparently asking easier questions than I'm expecting. I, I, I'm not going to lie. This question, my hard question for you is extraordinarily difficult. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But not possible. Because I think I've asked a variation of this before. Okay. In Morning Lisa, Homer goes to Noisley and Arcade to practice against Bart. Mm-hmm. We see 13 different arcade machines in Noiseland. Name five of them. Nope. Don't know a single one. You can't even name the game that he's practicing? I mean, I'm pretty... Uh, I, I, it might be video boxing, but that's, that's the best I got. Okay, man. Here we go. Here's all 13. I... I poured across Frankiac, frame by frame, looking at all these. Some of them are very clear. Uh, some are not. Robert Goulet Destroyer, <laughs> Escape from Grandma's House 1 and 2. Oh, we got that one, actually. Pack Rat 1 and 2. Eat My Shorts, Time Waste. That was a game. It was a game. Eat My Shorts, Time Waste, Freeway, Moo. There's literally a game called Moo. Uh, Itchy vs. Scratchy, Captain Noisy. Nuclear Winter, and finally Slugfest. Wow. And that's the, the, the boxing game is Slugfest? Slugfest is the boxing game. At All least right. in the All arcade. Right. Like, I think they just call it video boxing at home, but I on the yeah. cabinet, it says Slugfest. So I don't know. All right. Your hard question for this week. What is the name of the movie the kids sneak out to see? Um, uh, I know that it's, I know it's like a. I think it is a. It's a Village of the Damned ripoff, like a parody of Village of the Damned. I forget what the name of it is though. It is. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go something with the same, the same rhythm. So something of the something. We'll go Children of the. Um, or no, there's nothing like Children of the. They wanted to chop children of the corn or something. Because then people confuse it for that. Uh, secret? No. It wouldn't be secret because he was secret. Um, <sighs> the shadow children. I don't know, Matt. What is it? Uh, it's the bloodening. The bloodening. Ugh. That's a... That's not good. Nope. Sure isn't. That's but, not yeah. a good... That's not a good parody title for Village of the Damned. Because that's what that is. It's a Village of the Damned parody because it's all children with mm-hmm. creepy powers, but yep. why would you call it the blood inning? That's just a very default. I it's a random horror title. I know. That's just a random schlock. I mean, it is schlock, but you better. Um, that Okay, so I am uh, now three points up on that because I am the best. Mm-hmm. I have some extra bonus questions for you, Matt. All right. Are you ready? I assume that's a yes. Yes. These are from Sean. They are all from King Size Homer. First question, when Homer and Bart are shopping together for high-calorie foods, what seven products do they show Homer and Bart putting into the cart? Oh, jeez. There's some kind of meat log, (laughs) is is all I remember. Um, It's all quality products that I probably would try in real life if they existed. uh Uh-huh. I I have no idea. Uh, Pizza. Just random pizza at first. That's before Homer says get grabbing. Then we get Ham Ahoy. 
which I believe that's is, the one I was is thinking your meat, of, yeah. meat log. And then we have Tub with three Bs. Then we have Jesus H. Rice. My personal favorite, Uncle Jim's Country Fillin'. Oh, God. Much Ado About Stuffing and a mystery bag with the letters A-M-N-B-F. Whatever's Eesh. in that. All right. Your next question. What is the final thing Homer eats that eventually gets him to 300 pounds? Oh, uh, um, oh, what is it? What is it? Was Oh, uh, Play-Doh. In the shape of? I don't know. Correct. Homer's goal weight was 300 pounds. How much did he actually weigh? What was the reason the scale didn't initially read that weight? Uh, I want to say it's like 315, and that's because his belly was on the towel bar. That is correct. After Homer vents the radioactive gas, killing a crop of corn, a nearby farmer proclaims that because of this, which famous actor was going to, quote, have his Paul legs Newman. broke? Yes, you're right. What movie did Homer not get to see because of the weight restrictions in the theater? Honk if you're horny. Correct. What semi-offensive movie did a passerby shout that Homer should actually go see? A Fridge Too Far. Correct. During the plant's during the episode's climax, what is the name of the exercise routine in which Mr. Birds leads the plant? Oh, um, Iroquois Twists. Correct. Your final question, how much, how does Homer eventually lose the excess weight? Uh, liposuction. That is correct. See, look, there you go. You got everything but the very first question. <laughs> yeah, because that first question, I've never actually, I didn't even know those products had names. I thought they were just shapes. I'm in there. fairly certain I've asked you a variation on that question at some point. Probably. That's the kind of questions you like to ask. You know, I'm not paying attention to them. Uncle Jim's country feeling. Come on, Matt. You want to eat that? You wouldn't. Or, you wouldn't. No. You wouldn't grab a tub to put in your fridge. Nope. Not even close. Three bees. What about ham ahoy? Nope. Stuffing. I know you like that stuffing. I, I like stuffing, which is basically just bread with spices. I mean, yeah. And <laughs> I would say the rest of those things sound like weird meat and fat products combined, and I'm less okay about those. You're no fun at all, Matt. I know. <laughs> at least you're willing to admit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll do it for trivia for today. We can move on to our next and final segment. Segment we end every single episode with. It is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever. And how good they are. So, Matt. It's gonna be a weird one. <laughs> I'm looking at the 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 array. I'm looking at up from about it. We're, I'm looking at a tale of two Springfields up to worst episode ever. I'm I'm. It's in there. I want to say. Okay, so we're talking lower than Homer's Odyssey, which was our long time of worst episode. Hmm. Uh. Well, we've got Pigbolian as another Mo episode. I'm going to say this one is slightly better than that because we don't have Homer and Mo being complete psychos, just partially towards the end. Um, hmm. I agree. So I, I agree with you there. I think it's better than Pygmalion. Beyond Blunderdome, at least had most of a plot. I is... mean, I don't know. It's it's when it's. I think it's somewhere. I think this is better than I'm going to praise Land. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking so as well. I think it's slightly better. I it's. I think it's worse. I think Monty can't buy me love is better. Barely, barely. Um, because I may disagree with the cartoonishness of having a Loch Ness monster be an actual character in the in the show, I think it still doesn't just exclude like three scenes, which it would explain how something happens, which is basically right. what this does at the end. Like up until that point, 
it's making sense. And then it just goes, oh, we're going to just miss five minutes of the episode because we don't want to have – we didn't budget our time correctly and we don't want to actually do the work to rewrite it all. So we're just going to exclude – like suddenly Mo gets shot and then they're friends at the, at the bar again and they're eating Thanksgiving dinner. Like there's no – like that 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 jump is inexcusable. And that I'm not sure – I don't know if it's better than Beyond Blunderdome or not. That's the one where I'm just like, I really can't tell. Uh, I mean, it's they're both just like, OK, this is an OK plot, but goes way off the rails. So they're they're so similar. Yeah. Which is funnier? Which would you rather watch again? Mm, which is funnier? Um, probably Beyond Blunderdome, because as much as I don't like Mel Gibson, I find the jokes in that one a little more consistent. I agree. Uh, and I also, yeah, I mean, I've said this before. This is before we knew what what kind of person Mel Gibson was. Yeah. And I think that's, I, uh, Scott Ackman of Comedy Bang Bang has, has put this, has made us rule, you know, we're, we, we are in the cancel culture right now. But I would, he says, I, if up until the point you learn that they're a bad person and a scumbag, it's okay to like the stuff that you liked before that date. So, Braveheart, Lethal Weapon, Beyond Blunderdome is not very good, but you could still, you don't have to, I don't discount it because Mel Gibson's in it. But anything after that, I Mel Gibson's in it, I go, oh, Mel Gibson. And I think it's fair. It's hard, the cognitive dissonance is hard to dispel. I do agree with you. I think this is worse than Beyond Blunderdome. I think Beyond Blunderdome is funny and doesn't have, uh, I'm as far as I can recall, just incredibly disgusting trans, anti-trans jokes, transphobic jokes oh. in it for no reason. Yeah, I'm so tired of those. Two in a row, two episodes in a row, guys. Two. This is uh, this is not fifty years ago. This is seventeen years ago. This is, I guess, that's how far we've come in the seventeen years. I mean, it's still not great, but it's better, I guess. Um, because if the Simpsons tried to do this now, I think we would rightfully uh, call them out on it and say, "You don't do that. That's very that's gross." Um, Homer the Mo, new number two thirty seven on our list. New number 46 on the post-Golden Years ranking. My God, remember when Homer's Odyssey was consistently the worst? It was just every yeah, week. Yeah. And now now we are just constantly just putting episodes below it. Like, it's never even... You're like, oh, yeah, that's way worse. Yeah. We're at, what, 20-something episodes? 24 episodes that are worse than that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sigh. Um, yeah, over the mo. Not great. Um, our next episode in two weeks time, remember two weeks time, Matt and I will be discussing a hunka hunka burns in love. Who boy. All right. Hopefully this is not another Monty can't buy me love. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is great in general. I mean, that's true. Think about it, Matt. I'm going to think, think about the four core cast members of Seinfeld. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is definitely the best one. That's is the one who's after post Seinfeld. She's the one who's done the most and been most successful. Well, have you have you observed the other people, other cast of Seinfeld? They're um, miserable. Eh, varying. I George Jason Alexander. He doesn't seem to have been done much. I, I actually enjoy maybe, him in a few other things. But, maybe yeah. he's just like, hey, I don't. I'm fine. I make a gajillion dollars from Seinfeld syndication rights, so eh, I don't need to do much. Maybe. Julia Dreyfus has been in two successful networks, two 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 shows, one on network and one on HBO. Oh wow! Was it something something Christine and then Veep? 
Yeah, something of old Christine. New Adventures of Old Christine. That's what it was. That's it. Which wasn't bad for a sitcom. Wasn't bad. She was. Never saw it. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but we'll talk about a hunk of hunk of burns in love in two weeks' time. I don't remember anything about it other than Julia Louis Dreyfus is in it. So we'll talk about it then. Um, it is Matt three three episodes to go. Whew. They cannot get here soon enough. I just I just want to. What is our first non Scully episode? Um. Uh, let me see. I believe it is. Oh, it's uh, Brawl on the Family, which is not. Oh, okay. Not good, um, uh, as far as I remember. No. But it it's a pay more constant harm. Constance harm is in that one again. Uh huh. That's the first one. But I, you know, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Delroy Delroy Lindo is a voice in that one, which I always yeah. I have fond memories for Delroy Lindo because he did the voice for that educational software um what is it um you know what i'm talking about matt i do not know there's i'll look it up before we get there that's in, th- in four weeks we'll be not three because uh we're taking a week off so in two weeks we'll be doing hunk of hunk of burns love watch along with us if you'd like that'll do it for us today um you can find us at all the stuff on our website it's the simpsonshow.com links to everything there to our facebook to our twitter to our RSS feed, a link there is also to our Patreon. If you want to support the show, spend a couple dollars a month to get a, some bonus content and help us keep the lights on, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And please check out my website is RobbieDorman.com. It has links to all my other podcasts, the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books. The Serial Fanatics, lots of bunch of nerdy stuff. I just went, hit one episode 100 of Serial Fanatics. And that stars my co-host right here, Matt Hamm, talking about the second book of the Dark Tower series, The Drawing of the Three by Stephen King. It's, a very it's getting wild, y'all. Good discussion about wild. lobstrosities. Lobstrosities, Matt. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, that's the correct name for things. I all, mean, isn't that all, what you eat all, with uh, steak? Always you have some surf and turf? Always carry a gun when you're fighting lobstrosities, is what I say. And, <laughs> and you can also find a link on my website to my debut horror novel, Conquest. It's available on Amazon. If you have Kindle Unlimited, it is free of charge to read. Matt does Seriously, not... people read it. It's great. Matt is always so kind. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. Uh, once again, I have decided to live under the sea because it is so freaking hot here. Uh, so just send my post via Senior Turtle. Uh, the Junior Turtle. Uh, turtles like me for some reason. Uh, I guess it's the roundness and the hard heads. Turtle heads aren't hard. The shells are hard. Well, I mean, depending on your turtle, our turtle's head is quite hard. It's your podcast turtle, Matt. <gasps> exactly. He's always right here with me. I turn off his tank just for uh, you know a couple hours to record. He suffers for the art like we all do. I mean, his actually, his uh, uh, filter is broken for the, the next couple of days here anyway, so he's just happy about it. <laughs> I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you keep watching this as is. Shh.